On the show today, I am so excited to have John Ballinger with us. He's a former Marine. He does leadership coaching. He's an entrepreneur and developer, and I know you're going to enjoy hearing from him. Welcome to the Faithful Leader Podcast. I'm Dr. Megan Weinkoff, and this is a show for leaders in the trenches. Together, we'll explore the stories of those who have faced the fires of hell and emerged with the spirit unbroken, fighting to stay joyful and grateful. Whether you're a seasoned leader or just starting your journey, the Faithful Leader Show inspires, guides, and reminds you that you're never alone. Together, let's forge a path to compassionate and courageous faithful leadership. Welcome to the Faithful Leader Podcast. We're so thrilled to have you with us today. And uh, could you introduce yourself and share a bit about your leadership journey? Yeah. So, Megan, thank you, first of all, for having me on. I I really appreciate it. Um, So I was born and raised in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and, you know, lived there until I went to ORU and graduated from Oral Roberts University. And then really right after that, I went straight into the Marine Corps and was in the Marine Corps for 20 years. Um, never thought, if, you know, for, for the life of me that I would have been in the Marine Corps for 20 years, but it just kept working. And then, you know, I, I got married and my wife was okay with me staying. And uh, so just finished up recently um, in October, actually retired from the Marine Corps and moved on out to Colorado Springs where uh, ironically, there's a ton of military and a ton of people from ORU, so uh, feel right at home. But really, the Marine Corps was my immersion in leadership. You know, I went at, right after college graduation, became an officer, and uh, just spending 20 years in the Marine Corps as an officer, leading and and helping um, get the get the job done, and and you know, helping Marines. Um, you know, along the way is, is really where my leadership experience comes from. That's great. Well, and with this being the Faithful Leader podcast, I would love for you to describe a time where you had to put that faithful leadership into action and maybe faced a challenge that seemed impossible and how you found joy and gratitude during that time. <laughs> Well, I, I don't want to turn the notch down <laughs> to a, to um, a serious note, but really that time for me was when we were stationed in Hawaii and my wife gave birth to our second child. And uh, our daughter was born on Christmas day. Her name was Brooklyn Elise. And, you know, out of, out of the blue, we were faced with complications right out of the gate and Essentially, our daughter lived 86 days in the neonatal intensive care unit. She lived 86 days in the NICU and then passed away. And um, it was during that time that my faith continued to grow and continued to increase. And I knew that we were going to experience a miracle. And, um, you know, we... I walked into the squadron one day and I had, I had probably 300 Marines working for me and they, I told them that, that our daughter would one day walk into the squadron healed, healthy and whole. And I fully believed it. 
and it was about a month and a half later that I had to walk back into those face those same Marines and tell them that our daughter had passed away and that I still believe God was good. I still believed that miracles can happen. And even though I didn't understand what was happening in our lives, that I still believed that God had a plan. And, um, so it's hard to do when you have such, you know, faith and conviction that, that you're going to walk your daughter back through the hangar and show all these Marines what, what you've been dealing with. But, um, that was a trying time and it affected, affected me. It affected my wife dramatically and it affected our marriage, but we were able to really walk away from that with a renewed sense of, of God and what our faith was rooted in and, you know, really start to build back again in, in our marriage and, and who uh, my wife and I were to each other. And we just realized that we were there to strengthen each other, be those, that iron that sharpened iron. So that's, that's really the, the moment in my life that I turned to and, and, you know, don't understand fully what we went through, but knew that God was with us the entire way. Thank you for sharing that vulnerable story. I love your, your vulnerability that you share online, you know, through social media and LinkedIn. And I even lately, well, that's the reason why I wanted you on because of your last post of a failure, you know, and, and taking it another, another yeah. direction. Yeah. Um, so from that experience, how did it change you as a leader and um, being able to walk with other people in their journey? Well, I think, you know, um, that experience just let me realize that we don't have to know um, why everything happens in our life. We, we, we are not given that ability to know that. And so being able to turn my situation that didn't result in a miracle, um, being able to now sympathize with other people going through that situation, it just allowed me to have more empathy, allowed me to stand with them um, in a different way than than a lot of times we seem to get, um, you know, seem to get a, a confirmation about where we're at or you know, that positive boost in the arm when you hear, Oh, I went through that and I walked out. Okay. Um, I'm able to stand there and say, Hey, I'm going through the same situation as you are. And it didn't work out for us, but I know that God's good and that he still has a plan for you in your life. So it, it, um, it helped me, especially in my faith leadership and how I was able to witness to people. It made me bolder in my convictions. Um, but I also think that as a leader, when you don't understand everything that's going on, sometimes the best thing to do is say, I don't understand. I don't know what's going on, but I'm going to keep trying and I'm not giving up. And that usually um, helps other people carry on in the situation they're in. That's so good. And, you know, I, I'm with a lot of Gen Z students. And this is the type of leaders that they want. They want someone like you that is going to be vulnerable and uh, authentic. And so I, I love that. appreciate that about you so very much. Turning a little bit 
to resilience and what has come out of this for you and finding that joy and gratitude and even uh, in the midst of circumstances and leading others through really struggling times, are there any practical steps that you took or uh, in, in your situation or you've seen work with other people? Well, you know, you mentioned, uh, that post, that LinkedIn post, um, and it truly was, um, from the heart. It was a, you know, uh, real estate development that I'd put eight months into with my team and we'd sunk a lot of money into it and it ended up not working out the way we wanted it to. But I've learned, like you kind of mentioned before, is just to be vulnerable, just to tell people, hey, not everything works out the way social media plays plays out to to make people look. You know, people aren't as success, successful um, as you think they are. And there's a lot of trial and error. There's a lot of other things that they're walking through that you don't get to see, but you got to continue. And so it really taught me the importance of documenting those those failures. Documenting those failures because one day you're going to have a success. And if you just look at that success, you can get a big head and think, oh man, everything I put my hand to is, is working out. But for me, it's going back and looking at the first, the second, the third time that I failed and realizing it's not that easy. You know, the, the tipping, Malcolm Gladwell uh, wrote a book. I think it was the tipping point. Um, but he talks about, you know, the Steve Jobs, Beatles, you know, these people that made it, you know, you know, very, very successful, but, but people don't realize how hard they had to work to get there. The the, the thousand hours, the 10,000 hours that they put in before they were successful. People just latch on to that fame when it occurs, when, when you start your, your, you know, trajectory, uh, into success, but there's so much time and effort put in on the backside. And so, you know, documenting those things for me is really what that is. It's, it's the, humility. It's keeping myself grounded in who I am, where I came from and who God made me to be. I love that you you said that, you know, about your, your identity. So how, if there's someone listening today, that's just starting out with their leadership journey, or maybe they've been leading for quite some years and have their identity, maybe resting in success or their position or whatever that may be, what kind of advice would you have for them? Yeah, I think it would be just to remain humble um, and be genuine. You know, no one likes the leader that puffs himself up in front of his um, teammates or his company and but walks away and can't handle, um, you know, defeat in front of other people. So staying genuine and staying true to um, who they are and what made them the leader that they are. And so I would just, you know, really authenticity. That's, that's the, that's really what makes people sticky and and attractive. um, I think in business and, and everywhere else. Yeah. I mean, I can completely agree with that. I'm with, you know, 20 something year olds all day, every day. And they can, I mean, and I'm a millennial, so we can sniff out an authenticity from a mile away. And 
what I have found too is that the vulner- more, more vulnerable you are and saying like, hey, I don't have it together. No one really has it together. <laughs> We're on this journey. Um, and humility really goes a long way with them following you and looking up to you. And I definitely look up to you as a leader. So thank you. Well, thank you. I, I, I look back at, at the men that I had mentor me, two of which were uh, Rick Finnamore and Terry Fisher, who the school of business at ORU was named after. They were really authentic leaders in my life. And so, um, I always try to give them credit, uh, for helping me, you know, raising me up in, in the way that I am now, but they were the ones that I think originally taught me how to be very authentic in, in what I do. Well, could I ask a follow-up question with them being authentic? Do you mind sharing some ways that, that, uh, how they were authentic, that it helped you and motivated you? Was it just, you know, talking about their successes and failures and process or what did that look like? Yeah. Um, a lot of times, you know, when I was doing my internship with them, a lot of times they would just come, um, up to me with the attitude, not of a, of a teacher, not of a father, um, just a genuine person that wanted to help, um, expedite my success and expedite my learning. And so a lot of times it was the simple phrase of, you know, Hey, John, just remember who you are. Hey, John, keep raising the bar, keep stepping up, keep doing these positive things that you're doing and maybe weed out a couple of these other things that, um, you know, that we see kind of stemming from, uh, maybe some of your failures or some of the things you don't mean to do, but we recognize that if you just did things a little differently, um, you could really change that trajectory. And so that right there, just coming, them coming to me with the attitude of just genuine um, help, you know, just the genuineness that they wanted to make me better as a man, as a Christian, as a coworker. That's really what did it. It's good. It's good stuff. So then something that you said with self-awareness, you know, just being aware and it kind of feeds into um, where we're going next of ensuring that you're showing up well for people in your care. And that's been something that has been talked about a lot on LinkedIn. Uh, People are writing about it and posting about it and they want um, people who care for them and to be present. And so what practices guide you? How, How can people show up well in the midst of struggles and challenges that we're all facing every day? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I think, you know, being a husband first and then a father, you boys, um, I just have to remember that there's always a set of eyes on me. There's always somebody watching what I'm doing. And even in my highest moments, when I feel unstoppable, there are things that will bring me down. And when I'm at my lowest moments, I know that I have people that are around me that can help lift me up. And so leaning on those people, um, leaning on the, the family that I have, the friends that I've built around me, that's really, um, I think what gets me through. And of course my faith, right? My faith that was tested 
through the loss of our daughter, my faith that was tested through this transition period when I don't have it all figured out. Those things are things I have to remember are, are, are pillars that I can lean on pillars that I can support myself in that uncertainty and really walk out with my uh, integrity intact and walk out with, with my faith and my purpose. That's good. And it just reminded me too, I had a student remember, and I, I messaged you and I didn't even really know you yet. And I said, Hey, I have a student moving to Colorado Springs. Would you be interested in connecting with them? And all of a sudden, I mean, immediately you wanted to connect with him and he was going, not knowing anyone and just being able to plug in with you and your community. That's huge. And so thank you for, for doing that. Yeah, you're welcome. We're all, um, we're all learning, right? And there's people that are step ahead of us and there's people that are step behind us and just remembering where you came from and, and how to reach back and pull those people up behind you will really help you in the future. Um, cause, cause again, everybody's watching everybody. I had forgotten about that moment. Um, but, uh, it, it obviously made an impact, you know, so remembering, um, those opportunities and really taking advantage of them is, is I think very crucial. I know. And that student, he texted me, he's thank you so much. Like, this is so helpful. It was just a little boost of confidence that he needed, you know, to get plugged in and launch, launch himself because right after college, I mean, we all know it, it's a hard time in life and there's that just season of unknown and what we're all walking through. And I mean, we all go through it multiple times during our careers, but I, I appreciate that. Oh, it's my pleasure. So what inspires you to be a faithful leader and to keep showing up every day? I think I do it uh, because God's been faithful in my life. Even when I've been unfaithful, even when I don't give the gratitude that I give, even when I am not worthy of receiving, God has always been there for me, um, first and foremost. I could say the same thing about my wife uh, for 15 years. Um, she's been faithful to me despite my imperfections and despite me not showing up with my you know full game every day. But it, it, my inspiration is my boys. Um, I am trying to plant the seeds uh, like Rick Fenimore and Terry Fisher and Bill Shear did for me back when I was a teenager. Um, they planted seeds that are now 20 years later resulting in a harvest of some somewhat. Um, and so I realized that I've got two boys and if I am faithful in my, in what I do, somebody is going to reach down and be, um, the person that plants those seeds in my boys when they most need it. And that's going to make the difference that's going to be the impact that they need to get past their valley and really into, um, you know, where they are going in their life. And so it's really just remembering again, you know, like the lepers that, that Jesus healed, uh, walking down the road, Jesus came across 10 lepers and he healed them. And he immediately said, go, you're healed, go, you know, go your way. And they all turned around and walked away singing and rejoicing. But one, turn back around and thank Jesus and 
And Jesus said to that one leper, you get it. You're, you are saved because of your recognition. And that story really impacts me. And, and I try to be the, the one person that always is remind, remind, reminded and thankful of the people that have poured into my life. And so I do it for the people that are going to come along and do that to my boys. That's so interesting. That's what we've been talking about here lately of just focusing on the one. Like, what if it's only one person you touch, you know, in your whole life? Then that's worth it, right? Um, I love that. Absolutely. Okay, so if you could, wrapping it up today, this has been so good. Um, If you could leave our listeners with one key takeaway and action step, what would it be? We are more resilient than we give ourselves credit for. And I look at, you know, raising boys, never knowing how to do that. When, when my first son showed up, losing a daughter, being married, going through the Marine Corps, now transitioning out of the Marine Corps into something brand new. These are all things that I've never experienced in my life before they happened. And just reminding people that they're more resilient than they think they are and they can do way more than they think they are. They can do if they just give themselves a little bit more credit and look back at where they've come from. You know, I, I, t- I try to remind people that success is not about the day to day battles that you win or lose. It's about where you've come from the 1% better every day. The, the things that you have gotten good at doing over your lifetime. And if, if people are truly look back and, and realize where they've come from, they'll, it will be able to catapult them to some really great things. And so I just, I want to remind people of, of how capable they truly are and really remind them to networking and, and following people that are a couple steps ahead of you. People are, are pretty impressive when they are asked, how did you get to where you are? How can I be who you are? And listening to the advice that some of those people will give back is pretty, pretty remarkable. It really, you know, increases my faith in humanity sometimes. I would agree. And I encourage students to do that quite a bit. So that's, that's so good. Well, thank you for coming on the show today. Uh, you know, if our listeners are interested in your services or connecting with you, what's the best way for them to get in contact? Well, thanks, Megan. Um, you know, really, I'm only on social media on LinkedIn, and so they can find me there uh, under John Ballinger. Um, and then we do, uh, we are growing our real estate development business uh, there in Tulsa and in Colorado. Um, but our website is www aspire dev group that's a-s-p-i-r-e d-e-v-g-r-o-u-p.com awesome thank you yeah thank you megan i really appreciate it i appreciate you too